Hello and welcome to the mystery room. I am Abby. I'm Shannon. So this week, okay, I know Abby always says Shannon doesn't like red, Shannon doesn't like red, but I've decided to broaden my palette <laughs> and I and I don't know why, but I really, really fancied a red wine. I thought, okay, I'm 26 now. I need to start being a bit more sophisticated with my wine choices. You know what you need to like next? Olives. That's disgusting. That's, that's <laughs> gross. No. We're not that sick. <laughs> anyway, so, I went to my cousin's last year, and he had this really nice red wine. It was like, it was really fruity. It was so nice. And it, oh, honestly, it was amazing. Anyway, so I tried to find that, but I couldn't find it. Apparently, you can only buy it online. So, I'm going to have to purchase some of that. So, today we are drinking a Pinot Noir Louis Jadot. And it's enhanced by six months aging in the oak cask. That's very nice. It's actually not that bad. It's quite nice. I was saying to Abby before, I have tried this type of wine before, but I've only tried it once. And I don't want to name drop here because I'm not rich. Okay. I went to the Shard for dinner once. <laughs> okay. It's not like I go there every week. I've been once. Anyway, they offered me a red wine to go for my steak. And I just went with it because I didn't want them to think that I'm unsophisticated. <laughs> And it was actually a really, really nice red wine. And I've never, ever been able to find it. And I've realised not all red wines taste the same. Like, the brand of red wines do not taste the same. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. not all Merlots taste the same. Not all Shirazes taste the same. Yeah. Yeah, I do. So, yeah. there's me not, you know, knowing my wines very well. Thinking, oh, no, this is all going to taste the same. It doesn't. But this one's not too bad. It is very nice. And I think well, you get it from a wine shop as well. Rather than... They, rather than like you know a supermarket I looked so out of place in that shop looking at red wine I had no <laughs> idea what I was looking for and the, the guy asked me twice do you need any help I was like no I'm fine then I walked yeah, out that's what went to Tesco's and went back in I thought no, I should have this yeah but like I said I think when you get them from wine shops you know mm. they're going to be good like yeah they won't sell the cheap and stuff. um just to drop the price out there it was £17 and I haven't told Abby that yet and uh I think she was going to be sick at the price of it but it was worth it because it tastes quite nice. Yes. Anyway, so our week. Yeah. Went, went to Wales at the weekend, didn't we? We did. Went to surprise my grandma for her birthday. Mm-hmm. It was really funny because apparently she walked in and she bloody blind as a bat. She was like, I don't want to sit up there with all them people. Not knowing it's her whole family. <laughs> and I was just like, rude. <laughs> that made me laugh. That did. But no, she loved it. She kept banging on about it all weekend, didn't she? She's just, I'm so happy you all come down. Yeah, she did. She kept saying it. Uh, it was quite an emotional weekend, I think. My grandma hasn't been there since my granddad passed away, so like 11 years ago. She hasn't been down there for 11 years. But yeah, that was nice. It's getting all sentimental now. We had a lot of food as well. And the highlight of my holiday is I went and saw Dobby's grave. <laughs> <laughs> so if anyone was a Harry Potter fan, they actually have like a little memorial where they filmed the bit on the beach where they bury Dobby. It was a bit morbid though, there's like a stuffed toy of Dobby on top. Is that actually where it was filmed? Yeah, that's where it's filmed. And that's where he was buried, yeah. well, supposedly. Yeah. That's it. That's Aww. why that's why it's there. So if anyone like is a huge Harry Potter fan, definitely recommend going. Like it's not like a massive oh my god, this is amazing sort of thing. It is amazing if you're a Harry Potter fan. I loved it. But I had to like act all cool because no one else seemed that interested. Aww. And now it's ticked off my little list of Harry Potter places to see. Yeah. It's ticked one yeah. off the, the bucket list, doesn't it? Moving on to today's case. What is it, Shannon? So this case, a lot of you probably have heard about it before. So we are going to discuss The Watcher House. There is a show on Netflix called The Watcher. It's 
really good. It's, yeah, it's like so. It's like based on this, but obviously it's not like a hundred percent exactly what happened. Obviously they make it. There's drama. Yeah, they make it a bit more dramary because otherwise no one's going to watch it. It's going to be a bit boring. But it's just a mystery of like what's happened and why has it happened. So let's begin. It all started when Derek and his wife Maria Broadus's had just closed in on their dream six-bedroom house in 657 Boulevard in Westfields, New Jersey. Maria was raised in Westfields and her family home was just a few blocks from their new house. Derek had grown up working class in Maine. He then moved his way up the ladder and insurance company in Manhattan to become a senior vice president with a salary large enough to afford the $1.3 million house that they had just purchased. The Broadduses had brought 657 just after Derek's 40th birthday. They had three beautiful children who were so excited to move into their new home, they even started debating which fireplace Santa Claus would use as it at Christmas. Which which fireplace? Which fireplace? <laughs> which fireplace? <laughs> didn't even have a fireplace. I don't even have a fireplace now. <laughs> I thought Santa Claus used the key to get into people's houses. <laughs> Did you actually? Well, my family always said if you don't have a fireplace, Santa Claus has like a skeleton key that like unlocks every door, and he comes through the door. Because if you don't have a fireplace, how's he meant to get in? My parents told me that he'd make one, like he'd like he'd make one appear, so he could go down. Oh my god, that's, that's so much better than what my parents said. I don't know, I think yours is better. Skeleton key. Yeah, well, that's a bit scary though, isn't it? Yeah. Santa, Santa Claus break into breaking down his house and wouldn't even know about it. I can remember that when I first found out Santa Claus wasn't real. My brothers ruined it for me. I'm not shocked. Yeah, because they're selfish, aren't they? That's what brothers are like. They're just they? horrible. Like Older yeah. brothers, they're just horrible. Yeah. They were like... Guys, guys, I found the presents from Santa. We like went into the room and they whipped back these covers of our like all the police like Santa sacks full of stuff in Aww. my parents' room. And they used to go around like looking at presents and be like, This is mine, I know what this is. And I'm like, You're not ruining the Christmas spirit. <laughs> but like oh. parents always used to get you like crap, didn't they? Like pants, socks. Did you ever get an orange in pencils? Stocking? No. Oh, okay. Just me. Did you ever have Santa? in a sleigh ride around your street yes! yeah he always used to come on my birthday oh and i always used to say it's my birthday so he always used to give me extra chocolate you got chocolate yeah we had chocolates oh, you, fucking what, orange I, what, I thought you got coal <laughs> oh my god can i tell you something oh god is it embarrassing yes basically when i was like 16 i went to a house party oh no and you know my 16 year old self i was a bit uncomfortable at this house party because i didn't know a lot of people there and this guy was like Oh, you need to try this new Oreo. I was like, no. Yeah. I was like, new Oreo. He was like, yeah, it's a new flavour. Like, it's really good. Were you drunk or sober? I don't know. I think I was sober because I fully remember it. But I think where I was just like so embarrassed, I bowed into peer pressure because everyone was just staring at me and they knew what was going on. And I would like tried it. Obviously, it was cold. Oh my god. And I literally just chucked it across the room. Abby, that's really mean. That's bullying. I, I honestly, I walked out and I was like, I'm that's so bullying. embarrassed. I wish we knew each other. I would have come pick you up. <laughs> Oh, Abby, it's so embarrassing. Do you know what, guys? You obviously don't know me and Abby very well, but Abby's like the sweet, innocent, like, you know, a little bit quiet one. And I'm the one who's a bit more loud, a bit more, like, in your face. When anyone picks on her, I'm a bit like, one minute, best friend duties over here. <laughs> like, get out of the way. <laughs> Should have friend a cunt. <laughs> so embarrassed i can't really remember how i reacted i think i did just laugh it off and then walk out the room and just felt really sad but it's fine we move they wouldn't do it to you now look at you yeah exactly so 
Derek and Maria had only moved their furniture into the new house and started extensive renovations. The children had also been round and played with the other children in the neighbourhood. But one night in June, Derek was finishing off some decorating at 657, and as he finished, he went outside to check the mailbox. Mostly there was just bills inside, but there was one white card-shaped envelope. It was addressed in thick, chunky handwriting which said, The New Owner. Inside the envelope was a letter which said, Dearest new neighbour at 657 Boulevard, Allow me to welcome you to the neighbourhood. 657 Boulevard has been the subject of my family for decades now, and as it approaches its 110th birthday, I have been put in charge of watching and waiting for its second coming. My grandfather watched the house in the 1920s, and my father watched in the 1960s. It is now my time. Do you know the history of the house? Do you know what lies within the walls of 657 Boulevard? Why are you here? I will find out. There were hundreds and hundreds of cars that drive past 657 Boulevard each day. Maybe I'm in one. Look at all the windows you can see from 657 Boulevard. Maybe I am in one. Welcome, my friends. Welcome. Let the party begin. The Watcher. This would freak me out. I'm not going to lie to you. It would freak me out. I do have a question. Yeah. Were they the first owners to receive letters? So we move on to that. Right, okay. Later on, we'll find out if they were or weren't. Because there's a lot of theories around this, and there's a lot of, like, speculation of what's happened, which we'll talk about later on. But isn't that really creepy? Like, imagine if you were just, like, leaving up, locking up for the night, and you received a letter saying someone's watching you. Do you know what lies in the walls? Have you seen that film, The Boy? Yes. When he's in the walls, there's some freaky man running around in the walls. I thought that's how the show was going to end. Yeah, so did I. I generally was like, there's going to be some huge twist, and there's actually going to be some psycho in the walls. You need to watch it. If you haven't watched it, watch it. <laughs> yeah. If it wasn't 1.3 million, I'd up and leave. Yeah, but it's a big old house as well. Like, when when I'm home alone, like, completely alone, not even the dogs here as well, I check every single room to make sure there's nothing in there. So Derek and Maria had received three letters in total. Every time, they seemed to be getting darker and more personal. Here are some other things that were put into these letters. I see already that you have flooded 657 Boulevard with contractors so that you can destroy the house as it was supposed to be. Tut, tut, tut. Bad move. Um, (laughs) sorry. That's how the letters were written, but like Shannon said a minute ago, it's meant to sound like... There we go, yeah. You did it. You did it perfectly. When someone's like cutting at you. Yeah. Anyway. You don't want to make 657 unhappy. You have children. I have seen them. So far, I think there are three that I have counted. Do you need to fill the house with the young blood I requested? Better for me. Was your old house too small for the growing family? Or was it greed to bring me your children? Once I know their names, I will call to them and draw them to me. Oh. That makes it... That makes me feel uncomfortable. Isn't that really freaky? Yeah. I don't think they were that bad in the show. Maybe they were. Yeah, apparently there was like three letters in total call to them and draw them to me yeah that's what i mean i am literally just getting images of like it right it seems like really made up doesn't it like it yeah that, yeah a little bit it seems a little bit far-fetched, far-fetched. Hmm. the watcher referred to the children by birth order and their nickname another letter said it has been years and years since the young blood ruled the hallways of this house have you found all the secrets it holds yet will the young blood play in the basement or are they too afraid to go down there alone I would be very afraid if I were them. 
It is far away from the rest of the house. If you were upstairs, you would never hear them scream. Will they sleep in the attic? Or will you all sleep on the second floor? Who has the bedroom facing the street? I'll know as soon as you move in. It will help me to know who is in which bedroom. and Then I can plan better. Another letter. All the windows and doors in 657 allow me to watch you and track you as you move through the house. Who am I? I am the watcher and have been in control of 657 Boulevard for the better part of two decades now. The Woods family turned it over to you. It was their time to move on and kindly sold it when I asked them to. I pass by many times a day. 657 Boulevard is my job, my obsession, and now you are too, Broader's family. Welcome to the product of your greed. Greed is what brought you past three families to 657 Boulevard and now it has brought you to me. So with the three families, I think he's basically saying like, I plan to have three more families before you brought the house. There was other people in line and because they're greedy and they want this big house, right? they don't deserve this big house. And there's other families that deserve it more. That's kind of what I got from that letter. Is this someone taking the piss? This is what I thought. I was thinking, there is no way. But then it goes into detail. Like, yeah. how do they know the children's names? Their age? Like, he even said, like, you've got a five-year-old, an eight-year-old, and a ten-year-old. How do they know? Like, seeing as the kids are barely there, and I think they're only there a few times, to, one, to see the house, and then two, to, like, play with some of the other children around the neighbourhood. Mm. That's so weird, isn't it? Honestly, I'd freak. I'd yeah, actually freak. It's very eerie. So, when Derek returned to his other house where him and his wife and the children were all staying, he explained what he had received in the mailbox at 657. Derek and Maria had emailed the previous owners, John and Andrea Woods, and asked them if they had received such letters when they had lived there too. The Woods said that in the 23 years that they had lived in the house, they had never received any letter but did receive one just before they moved out. They thought it was a prank and they threw the letter out. The Broaders family never moved into 657 Boulevard and after six months of owning their dream house, they put it back on the market. But because of all the media coverage that the letters had received, they found it really, really hard to find a buyer and at one point even tried to sell it for it to be teared down and like to build new houses on it. But due to the planning board and the community meeting, they said, no, you're not allowed to tear it down. So in 2016, they finally found a renter for the property who didn't have an issue with the letters. But shortly after their new family moved in, another letter was sent. And this one was angry. The watcher thanked the community of Boulevard for stopping them tearing down the house and then went on to threaten revenge on the couple. So Derek and Maria. So they never actually moved in? They never moved in. In the show, they did move in. Yeah, so that's where the show doesn't, like, yeah. it's a bit false. Like, they actually never moved into the house. Because once the watcher started speaking about their children, they didn't want to move in. Right, get Which it. I kind of get, because I'm not funny if I had young kids, and somebody was talking about my kids and, like, luring them into a basement and stuff like that. There is no bloody chance in how I'd ever move my kids in there. So they must know where they live before they even moved into the house. Yeah. So it must be someone... That they know. Yeah. That's what I mean, it's weird. It's so weird. And the letter said, Maybe in a car accident, maybe in a fire, maybe something as simple as a mild illness that never seemed to go away, but makes you feel sick day after day. Maybe a mysterious death of a pet, loved one suddenly die, 
planes, cars and bicycle crash, bones break. So that was like kind of like a snippet off the letter of him saying this is what he hopes for the couple. Oh my god. Yeah, this person was absolutely crazy. I think there's more to it than that personally, but maybe he's just jealous. He wanted that million pound house but couldn't afford it. So the letter didn't scare the new family off. They simply asked them to install more security cameras. I'd want one in every room. <laughs> well, in the show, that's what they had, wasn't it? I what, can't... in every room? Was it in every room? Oh, maybe not. Oh, I'd want it in I know it was room. all around, like, the outside of the house. I'd want it. I'd want it in every room. Did you watch it? Yeah, I've watched it. Yeah, so do you know when a random person gets into bed with... Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, in the TV series very dramatized yeah like, like they basically say that it's someone watching yeah whereas they never actually found out if there was someone or not so over the years there have been several suspects the police always thought that it was someone in the neighborhood their main suspect was the next door neighbor michael langford who had lived in the same house since the 60s they never arrested michael and they discovered that the dna from the evidence was female and looked into michael's sister abby the real estate agent, and even Maria Broadus herself. They also looked at a person who played violent video games whose handle was The Watcher, but none of these led to anything and it went quiet. Many people had theorised that they had sent the letters to themselves after realising that they couldn't afford their dream home, but Derek has always denied any involvement in these letters, saying he would never threaten a child, especially his own. In 2019, they finally sold the house. The Broaders family still live in Westfield across town in a smaller house and the new owners have said that they have never received any letters since moving into the house. I personally think it was someone who had something against the family, yeah. not the house. Maybe. It's really weird. I kind of can see like, so they bought this massive dream house but now they've suddenly moved into a very smaller house. Wouldn't you just move into like another biggish house if you could afford it? Yeah. That's the thing that put me... I was like... But they did say, yeah, that, like, apparently recently someone opened up the case again and found out that letters were sent from a different state in America. Ooh. If you were in a different state, how do you know all this information about yeah. one family? It's very, very odd. Like, maybe one of the neighbours didn't like them. Yeah. And maybe got someone to send them letters to scare them off. And if it were... I don't think there's anything ever malicious in it. I don't think anything would have ever actually physically happened to them. No. I think someone was either trying to scare them off. Yeah. Or maybe they did sit there and think, crap, we can't actually afford this. But then if he's a vice president, I'm sorry, he probably can. But then at the same time, why would you buy the house, write these letters, and then obviously try and sell the house knowing that those letters are there and it reduces your chances of you selling the house? You'd come up with a more... Why wouldn't you just sell it anyway? There's, you don't need to send letters yourself to sell a house. Yeah, exactly. You just sell the house. Yeah. He is reducing his chances of being able to sell, sell the house, house because yeah. of those letters. He's like, if the letters are handwritten, obviously it's very easy to try and basically say, okay, this this isn't their handwriting. But yeah. even if someone tries to fake their handwriting, they'll still end up eventually doing what they usually do. Some people cross yeah. their tea, some people don't. It's very easy to say, okay, it definitely wasn't them. It would be nice to know if someone did actually send these letters because I would love to know because it's just really weird. Mm -hmm. Like, it's one of them, like, freaky ones. Am I being watched? Yeah. I personally think, my theory is that someone did write the letters, but I don't think it was him. I don't think there's any malice in it either. I don't think it's meant to be, like... No, I think it was someone who has something against a family rather than the house. Yeah, maybe he was having an affair. 
there's me dramatizing everything i do think that yeah like abby said someone was just didn't want him living there didn't yeah. want him in the neighborhood maybe they were jealous yeah they were able to get such a nice house that's what i mean and maybe like some people did say maybe it was someone else that was interested in the house but didn't get it yeah but then how come the new owners never got a letter a lot of people went to view this house put in offers but this family got the house so maybe someone who didn't get the house but wanted the house yes. was jealous and started sending yeah. letters. But then he must have still stalked them in order to find out the kids' yeah. names and ages. They clearly did have a stalker. Or it was like you said, someone already knew them. Yeah. Weird. Mm. Very weird case. Yeah. It's a very short one this week because there's really it not is. a lot on it, really. Quite hard. It's because like, obviously they didn't live in the house. Like, if they moved into the house and received loads of letters and like freaky shit was happening, yeah. there'd be so much to talk about. But... It's literally, they received three letters and that was it. They didn't want to move in anymore. Don't blame them. I wouldn't move in. I wouldn't care if someone wrote letters about me, but if someone started bringing my children into it, I'd yeah. be a bit like, yeah. okay, this is a bit freaky now. Yeah, definitely. I do think it's good to have short cases every once in a while because we don't want to lose people, like our listeners' attention. If they yeah. make them too long, do you not find that you'd lose attention? Like, Yeah. I listened to another podcast, not a true crime one. I listened to uh, Pete Wicks and Sam Thompson <laughs> saying relevant because i think they're, they're really, hilarious they're actually hilarious so i listen to them every monday which is really funny i just bloody plugged their bloody podcast <laughs> i just love how pete Witch just like he's so like he, he just sounds so dumb with like he's just so blunt to sam like sounds yeah. like really hyper like i yeah. really like sam and he loves harry potter as well which is amazing i listen to theirs and sometimes when their episodes are so long i'm literally like oh my god can you like hurry up yeah did you know they're sponsored they got sponsored by a wine company Oh my god, where's our sponsor? I want to be sponsored. I'm sorry, but Virgin Wines or... Naked Wines. That's the one. Our whole thing is drinking. That yeah. sounds really bad. We don't drink all the time. We actually don't drink a lot of it, though. Like, we have a glass or... We have to drink the bottle now because this came with a cork. Loses its body. That's the one I was going to say, but I was like, I didn't want to sound stupid. It's full body. It's only going to be like half-bodied. <laughs> We hope you've enjoyed this short case today. This red wine, I've only had a few sips. Actually, I've drunk quite a lot. I was going to say you But have. it has gone to med a little bit. Do you want a shot of limoncello? Do you know what, right? So when I went to Italy, they gave us a shot of limoncello after most meals. And I haven't looked back. But I actually generally like it because it tastes like lemon. So I actually didn't mind sipping it. If I didn't like it, I would have just chucked okay. it down me. So ever since I've got back, most nights I say to Shannon... Should we do a shot of limoncello? <laughs> the worst thing is, we've actually got a bottle and there's like... It's in the fridge now. Yeah, because you meant to oh, okay. cold. Anyway, so yeah, it's in our fridge now. But gin drinkers, do you have like multiple bottles of like half drunken gins? But you never seem to finish a bottle. Because me and Abby finally finished a bottle the other day. My bottle of gin that I got from the Cotswolds, by the way, which I've only had about a few glasses of... I had one glass and I was like, oh, Abby, we'll take the Cotswolds. I said, Abby, what gin should we take? Cotswolds gin. Pulled out the cupboard, half of the bottle had gone. I had one glass. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And then I had to share it with my bloody family. <laughs> so now I have to order another one. Oh but it is the nicest gin ever. It was so All good. our other gins are like half drunk. Yeah, I know. We really need to work on our gin drinking. Before we start buying more. Yeah. I mean, we haven't really bought gin for a while, but I think we drink more wine now than do gin. Do you know what? Like, so we used to do, like, the gin club, like, the crafting yeah. club. Yeah, And I just think, like, the gins in there just aren't as nice. And they're, like, they're quite plain, aren't they? So that's why I don't want to drink them, because I don't really like yeah. plain gin. 
I, I will never ever touch a drop of Bombay Sapphire. It actually makes me, it takes me back. <laughs> and it just makes me feel a bit ill. Normal gin just doesn't do it for me. I think the best part of that gin club was all the things you got with it. Like, yeah, like all snacks the snacks. And yeah. The little, like, um, mixers that you got with it. Yeah, and the, like, the little, like, garnishes. Can yeah. I, is it garnishes? Yeah, garnishes. <laughs> I'm going to go and watch Love Island now. Oh, yeah, because that started. And we will be back next week with a longer case. But, yeah, we hope you will have a lovely weekend. Oh, we are also going to put on Spotify our interview with the forensic specialists from the Dante case. It has been on our Patreon, but it's been up there for like a month or so now. So now we're going to let everyone listen to it for free. Yes. Oh, I did forget to follow us on our socials. So our Instagram is The Mystery Room Pod and our Facebook is The Mystery Room Podcast. So give us a follow and also you can listen on all podcast platforms apart from Apple. Show us some love. Yeah. Also, any wine recommendations? Oh, good one. I'm up for that. Yeah, good one. Just like message us or even just comment on one of our posts. Just say like, oh, this really, this wine's really nice. Give it a try. Yeah. Always up for new wine recommendations because I always feel like you find a good one, you stick with it. Yeah, but we don't like to stick with it. We actually yeah. Up every week. We do like to try and find a different one every week. So if anyone's got a really nice one out there that they think, oh yeah, this is really nice. I think we should. Know. I think we should also make a habit of telling people at the end what we thought of the wine. I can't complain. I thought it was really nice, very fruity, nice, full-bodied flavour. So, also another thing: if you guys have any recommendations of cases, like unsolved cases that we could do, please feel free to let us know on our socials or our email, mysteryroompatreon at gmail dot com. Yeah, because we're always open to different interesting cases that we haven't heard of before or ones that you guys want to hear about that i don't know you haven't heard someone cover before we do focus on unsolved cases that is the whole thing of our podcast that's why it's called the mystery room yeah just let us know or even like ghost stories like exorcism stuff like that Ooh, like that would be paranormal now yeah like even like paranormal things because that's a bit of a mystery so Mm -hmm. anything like that yeah because we do reply to our socials as well. Like we've we had do. a few comments, so yeah. we do like to reply. We like we're not like one of these podcasts who just get you to comment and then we don't reply. Like we actually like feeling like we're involved with our listeners. So yeah, yeah. well, enjoy your weekend. Have a lovely time, whatever you're doing. And um, we'll speak to you next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.